Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to the May Nurture Heart Approach podcast. I'm Catherine Stafford here in Washington State. I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I'm also a Nurture Heart Approach advanced trainer, counselor, and author. I am delighted to be joining my co-host Howard Glasser in Tucson, Arizona. Howard is the creator of the Nurture Heart Approach and he is chairman of the Children's Success Foundation. Good morning, Howie. Hi, Kath. How are you? I'm great. How are you doing this this I'm day, this fun. month? I'm yeah. Fun. Yeah. What's new with you this month? I haven't talked to you in a bit. Oh, it's been it's you know, I'm coming off a lot of traveling and I got to be in uh, northern California and see um so many trainers taking this workout to the world and I got so excited. I saw the I I saw the the output of their efforts and I saw the beauty of all they're doing and it, it just tickled me to the core. Well, and, you know, I think I saw something that said that the advanced training, the CTI coming up in Sacramento, was sold out. And is that is that it a first? Is that typical? Before the early bird special, two, it sold out two months before the training. And that's Every a new experience, season. isn't it? That's that, a new experience. Yeah, it 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 completely a new experience, and um, it, it it just kind of is rippling out there. It's just the schools are taking it on. Some school districts that were kind of thinking about it just got excited about it. Just a lot of building blocks fell into place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The momentum there sounds like it's just so on fire. That's the word, momentum. Wow. Well, and I have one to of our guests have... is part of that, too. Oh, amazing. And, you know, it's so exciting. And I, I, it's so exciting. We had a quick meeting the other day with some of us up here in Seattle, and I was secretly kind of hoping, gosh, if we get enough people signed up for a big training, can we woo you into Seattle? So I wasn't going to bring that up yet, but I guess I just did. So. Well, Seattle's on my um, short list. Good. You well, we'll talk more that. about that. Good. Yes. I love that. I love, I love that. Well, once again, I want to thank listeners who are joining us live and those listening in later to the archive broadcast. We really appreciate your time. We know that today's guests are going to inspire you and touch your hearts. Um, And every month, Howie, I feel like this is the topic that speaks to me. But today's topic, I think, really, truly is the essence of Nurtured Heart Approach and why it's so profoundly transformational. So before we introduce our wonderful guests. No, I I want want, to know. With the idea of, of speaking to the hearts of children? Yeah. Oh, I have all sorts of things, but I, you know, I want to kind of weave it into the conversation. I okay. think I was just telling you the story of, of my son this morning, and it's kind of funny if I sound a little frenetic this morning. It's because it's been a crazy morning, and I have four kids with four school start times, and I was kind of getting into agenda, and my sweet six-year-old went to grab some art supplies, and I'm like, no, it's not time for art. Get your socks. And he slips me this piece of paper that he had cut out in heart-shaped that said, I love you, Mom, with about 27 exclamation points, and he reset me. This is a child who's been raised in nurtured heart approach. This is a child who has inner wealth and knows, you know, knows he's attuned to people and to emotions. He's not afraid of behaviors. And so that's, that's the goal of all this as far as I see it. And so it's so exciting to be talking about this. Um, but before I introduce our guests who are amazing, I wanted to kind of change things up a little bit. Typically we talk about the two-minute pitch and, you know, letting people know what nurtured heart really is. But today I want to ask you about inner wealth. Because, to, you know, last month you talked about being a warrior. And to me, when we talk about going after the hearts of kids, little or big, and really making sure that they know the truth of who they are and growing inner wealth, that is that warrior mode. And so 
I'm wondering if you could take a couple minutes to speak about inner wealth. You know, where did that come from? Why is it so important to you? Let's see if I can use what something you said about your son this morning uh, and weave it into inner wealth. Is is uh, I think we all have seen in our lives the difference between people who um, reside in their hearts and see right. that they could be powerful and know who they are and know what they want to do and they they're they're, they're they are influential and inspiring because they're so in their hearts, and there are mm-hmm. some very smart people who pretty much hang out in their heads, but they may not ultimately um, have the lasting impact, and it's it's fun to hear how a child moves into their heart, like, mm-hmm. like you've, you've uh, the set point for a child, uh, knowing who they really are, and, and being comfortable knowing their truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and their truth counts. And and inner wealth came to be a term um, as I watched kids grow and as I watched them respond to um, <laughs> there goes the workman <laughs> in front here. Um, as I watched them respond to what parents were doing, what I was instructing parents or advising parents to do and teachers to do, and I saw. I saw, you know, kids came to uh, my attention and I was trying to capture in words what I was seeing as they seemed to accumulate mm-hmm. a, um, a, 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 like a, a gathering of, uh, of how they were uh, being recognized and appreciating an accumulation of those experiences. Um, to the point where it was the inner, their inner voice went, oh, I am, I am that person. It's not a question of whether I can or can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the fence anymore. I am a respectful person. I am a kind person. I may go offline sometimes and be unkind, right. uh, but I could bring myself back to it because that's my set point. And mm-hmm. I, I believe that um, in this world of the 1%, the 99% or whatever all the fighting's about, on any given day, you know, that we could all be um, inner billionaires and that we could help kids to land there. And I find that when kids get that kind of inner wealth of, of, of knowing they have these traits of greatness, that, that they uh, more comfortably live in their hearts right from the mm-hmm. start. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave it at that. That might have been three minutes. No, that was beautiful. I always love to hear your passion, Howie, when you talk about your love. Um, so speaking to the hearts of children is our topic today, and our guests are absolutely brilliant at it. So I'm going to go ahead and introduce them so we can bring them into the conversation. Our first guest is Karen Clayton, and she is also joining us from Tucson today. And Karen is a certified teacher currently working as learning support coordinator at the middle school level in Tucson, creating and implementing programs focused on student, student success. Um, I understand one such program that she has been a part of is I Am Part of the Solution, which is an anti-bullying program founded in the Nurture Heart Approach. Uh, Karen holds a master's in education with an emphasis on youth who are emotionally and behaviorally at risk. And she, I understand, just completed her licensure to provide therapeutic foster care in her home and is eager to employ the same philosophy and strategies in the home setting as she has um, in terms of witnessing amazing outcomes with Nurtured Heart in schools. And Karen is a Nurtured Heart Advanced Trainer, offering coaching for parents, teachers, and professionals. Thank you so much for joining us this morning, Karen. 
I am so delighted to be here. This is such a great opportunity for us and for the listeners. This is just phenomenal, so thank you. Thank you for your time. Our other phenomenal guest this morning is Stephanie Rule, and Stephanie is a former school counselor with a master's degree in counseling. She's choosing to be a stay-home mom of her two children, four and a half and one and a half. She's an advanced trainer in the Nurtured Heart Approach and is raising her children with Nurtured Heart Approach style. She has been teaching classes in the Nurtured Heart Approach to parents, educators, and mental health professionals for five years, and her intention is to support others in developing the healthiest relationship possible with the children that are in their lives. Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Catherine. How are you? I'm very, very wonderful, very happy to be here, excited for this conversation. I heard you had a quiet house all to yourself this morning, which is quite a gift for this moment, so enjoy that. It is quite a gift. It is quite a gift. (laughs) I was choosing both my dogs next to me, so I'm not alone. Thank you guys both for joining us. It's such a wonderful topic. We're so happy to have you here. And you know, I guess I was thinking about the, the idea of that warrior. I mean, that so stuck with me from our last podcast, Howie. And so thinking about Karen in the middle school as a learning support coordinator, you have to take that warrior stance every single day. So I'm wondering if you wouldn't mind just starting us off by, you know, how you're doing that and walking that walk in the school, in the middle school setting. Yeah, so when I... Um, heard the term warrior today, and I realized, you know, that really is what's required in the middle school, not just with um, helping kids to understand their greatness and showing up in that way, but also with teachers at this at this level. Um, teachers often that are in the middle school, 7th and 8th anyways, have had a lot of secondary training, but not so much of the elementary training so that they have that um, developmental idea around children. Mm-hmm. And so really helping them to see... Um, the greatness in kids really takes a warrior attitude. And mm-hmm. so um, I was just thinking of an experience yesterday where I was doing an activity with eighth graders. I was in the eighth grade classroom all day. And starting out the day with the first period, it was a fairly easy run. Kids are still sleepy. And they were just eating up all the good greatness that I was showering upon them. But by third period, it was getting a little more difficult, and there were some really noisy kids and very vocal and verbal, and they were really disrupting the process. And I finally just shouted them out and thanked them for being vocal and verbal and having strong opinions. And I think they went into a moment of shock because they mm-hmm. had not ever been called out for being seen as positive with that. Usually we're trying to manage and quiet them down. And... There was this moment of quiet, and I said, see, you know, you all are in your graces when you're voicing your opinion, but if we all do it at the same time, nobody is heard. And they got it, and the rest mm-hmm. of the class period went along very happily, and they engaged, staying with that really strong place within them that says, yeah, I have an opinion, I have a right to be heard. So just giving that back to them and honoring them was, um, you know, it's the sheer brilliance of Nurtured Heart, which is you can see the right any minute in something that might be perceived as going wrong. Right. And sheer brilliance yeah. of you in that moment to recognize that and choose to reflect it back to those students. I, I would love to know how you um, would describe how you access that when, you know, that warrior side that you're talking about, where are you, where you just know instinctually what to say or, you know, the approach gives you like a platform and permission, but, but, like where in that does Karen Clayton come in and and kind of uh, just trust that brilliance? You know, I just drop into my heart. 
You know, it, there's just this aspect of I can be thinking with my brain going, oh, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? I'm losing control of the class. I'm, you know, there's all that kind of fear that comes up, mm-hmm. especially for teachers in the classroom that I'm supposed to stay in control. I'm, you know, the person that is teaching or facilitating. Mm-hmm. And if I stay in that headset, then I do lose control and then things do get ugly. If I drop into my heart and I really see, like, here is this child that really wants to be hurt, when I see that, you know, it's like that. That's the translation of this, you know, acting out behavior. The translation is this child wants to be heard. This child has a voice. This child has an opinion. And I want children to have strong opinions because they will need that as adults. I want to foster those skills in them that will be so necessary to their adult life. So it's really that change of staying in my head and thinking it through and being stuck in a fear or really allowing it to come down into my heart. And often, you know, Howie, it's nothing more than, well, being well-steeped in the approach. So I've been doing this for more than five years, but Mm -hmm. also trusting my heart, like just taking a deep breath, letting it drop in. And and some of the warrior coaching we've been getting through the um, attending a CTI, it's just... All of that has come together and given me the confidence to go back in there and just call it like it is. And the surprising thing for me is that when you call a child on a behavior like that that they already know they're doing, Mm -hmm. it's like it's out in the open. It's that being that warrior with them. They feel seen, I guess. They feel honored. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just calling it like it is because they already know they're doing it, especially at the middle school age. Mm. But choosing to validate it versus shutting it down is such a conscious, beautiful choice that you you made in that example. Yeah. Yeah. And there were you in the middle? I just want to say there's many more examples because there's opportunities every day with this age group. Absolutely. You know, I could just probably take the entire 45 minutes to talk about kids at this age. Well, and I heard you say trust, and I know Howie said the word trust, and I was thinking about the word, you know, word trust earlier. You have to just trust the process. You have to trust that reflecting the truth is the pathway to the heart. Well, it is, and it doesn't take much to trust. You know, we are a creature. Human nature is a creature of immediate gratification. We like that. Right. And what's so phenomenal about this approach is you can get that immediate. You can see kids in the moment. They will just reverse wherever they are when – when it's given to them authentically. Right. You know, if they, if they in any way feel like, oh, I'm being controlled or I'm being manipulated, they will not respond, and we know that with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But with children, you know, if they feel like they're really being seen and it's an authentic observation of who they are, the, the feedback is immediate in the moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. right. So, Stephanie, I want to spend some time with you as a parent, but I also know, weren't you also um, – middle school when you were working as a school counselor? I was, yes. How about, can you spend a few minutes talking about kind of your warrior mode, your fearlessness when you were back in that position, speaking to children's hearts, really touching that inner wealth piece? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's, it, as Karen was, was saying, you know, with middle schoolers, it can be, I mean, they can be super challenging. It's such a challenging time of their lives, and it's such an important time of their lives because, the growth and the development that they're going through is at such an intense rate. And Mm -hmm. so the building of that inner wealth is so hugely important at that time. And, um, yeah, being a school counselor was, it's a tough job. I mean, you, you really have to work hard to, 
not focus on the negative behaviors because they are warriors at those negative behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're supposed to do. You know, that's the time, of the, the time period of life that they're in. That's, they're at that period where they're supposed to be challenging people. That's who they are. That's learning to be a human being. Part of that is it's part of learning how to be a human being. And so, yeah, just being a warrior in, in not energizing that negative behavior and continuing to build that inner wealth by focusing on the positive things and creating successes for them is so, so, so important. Something you just said, um, I'd love to hear your response to. Um, you know, I got this image of, like, these 13-year-olds who um, – are trying so hard to to like see their impact on the world and they and because of how the world's constructed now and because of how people respond to them it's so easy for them to pick up that they 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 could be their best warrior their most noticeably celebrated warrior when they're in the midst of a poor choice mm-hmm. um and 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 uh, what you said of not responding to that, but but rather um, the image I got was converting, like Karen did so beautifully in that example, of of showing them, well, here you actually you're this is what's a warrior about you. This is mm-hmm. what I'm, uh, you know, you you're you have this beautiful voice and your expression of that voice, or whatever they're doing that's wonderful, being able to show here's how you're having that impact. Here's mm-hmm. the beauty of you, and and like watch being. Uh, it must be fun just to watch that register. You guys got to understand that I'm not around kids. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, my life has been. You know, Alice has been away at school for five years, and you know, mm-hmm. I'm not working in any setting in particular. I run into kids once in a while, you know. But I, I, you get to actually see that impact. I'd love to hear what it feels like to actually see yourself having that impact. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I can, I can definitely certainly speak to that. I haven't been working in, in a school for um, about five years now, <clears throat> but I can certainly speak to what that feels like at home with my children. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a teenager breathe. <laughs> oh, I feel like she's a teenager already, Howie. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, yeah, she's, she's getting ready to turn five and actually about a week and a half and um, going on 13. But, um, I mean, watching, it's just incredible. You know, listening to what Karen was saying really really, um, speaks to me because it is, she's so right. You're so right, Karen. It's all about getting out of your head and being in your heart. I mean, that, for me, growing up, that's always been who I am to live in my heart, but I sometimes get stuck in my head, which we all do. Um, and I'm so grateful for having the Nurtured Heart Approach in my life because it was this amazing tool that suddenly came to me that re- helps me to remember, wait a minute, stop being in your head, get back in your heart, because I cannot build inner wealth in my children by being in my head. You know, right. when I get stuck in those mommy moments of, oh, my gosh, I'm in charge of you, I'm in charge of your your life and building this amazing human being who can function well and healthily in society and be successful in so many ways, you know, it's, it's a bit, you, you can become over, overcome by the fear of it. 
and you get I personally can get stuck in my head of okay what do I have to do next to do the right thing to teach her the right things and in the right way and to be you know this amazing little five-year-old that she can possibly be and when I do that what happens to me is I totally lose control of the nurtured heart approach in my life and how to build that inner wealth for her and I start to focus on the negative behaviors as opposed to focusing on the positive behaviors and as soon as I reset myself and get back in my heart, she does the same thing. Mm-hmm. She gets right into her heart, and she is, when she's in her heart, she is ready to show her greatness, I mean, in such a huge way. And Howie, you've seen her greatness in person, and she is an mm-hmm. incredible little girl. She has so much intensity um, that can be used in negative ways or positive ways. Um, and, you know, learning how to guide her, her heart in a positive direction has been such a joy in my life, watching her take it on and, and, and with confidence and intensity and excitement for life. Mm. I could go on for hours. Like Karen said, I could take up this whole entire <laughs> podcast just talking about my daughter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you find that, well, that one of the – oh, go ahead, Karen. Well, I just wanted to jump in and just – piggyback on what Stephanie is saying about, you know, the developmental age when she was talking about middle school kids, but the developmental age at any age is such an, a crucial, important time. I think there's no time to waste with any of our children, regardless yeah. if they're zero or, you know, the child that I have had at home up until recently who's 37 mm-hmm. uh, and has a disability. And when we have the nurtured heart in place, it has such a significant impact on our lives um, and significantly on his, in him being able to see the world that's beautiful and seeing, instead of seeing the world that he was raised with, which was if all he could do was what was wrong, then everybody else was doing it wrong too. And so his view of the world for years until we brought the Nurtured Heart Approach in was there was nothing right, nothing right anywhere. And just in the last three years for him, that world has flipped, and he's able to see that there's so much greatness now, he's an intense young man because of the disability, and I know we've had times where we're just in this stand of anger. And, Stephanie, I, I know the anger at a five-year-old level can be just as intense as a 37-year-old level. So <laughs> yes. I, I really get, I get that. You know, you're like, what am I going to do? And this one day I remember just yelling at him and telling him, just show me one thing great about this moment. And, you know, he did. He did. He came right back at me. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, show me one more thing. <laughs> and we got to five things. He was able to point out five things in that moment that were great about wow. this very intense situation that we were in. And, I, and in that moment, I could see, like, what a gift I had given him. But not only yes. that, the gift that he was giving back. So right. at any age, this approach is just really amazing. But, you know, you're, you're he- I'm hearing that example, and it's so fun for me to listen to you because it's, part of it's the delivery. You know, can you just do something right versus I know there's so much greatness. Show me. It's there. It's, you know, I see it in you. So same message, different delivery. Um, I love yeah. that. And I love that you brought mm-hmm. up the idea that when we're speaking to a heart of a child, it doesn't matter if you're 2, 12, or 20, or 42. You know, you yeah. can still speak to that inner child. And so I have people come to my office all the time. Is it too late? Of course not, because now is the new now. Now is when we're going to start focusing on what's now right at this moment. I love that now. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's been a really weird morning, Allie. <laughs> Can we quote you on that? 
Absolutely. That was quite profound, wasn't it? I love that. You should should be writing that down. I'm sure Jan is writing that down right now. She's shaking her head right now, just chuckling, I'm sure, in the background. But that is such the truth that it doesn't matter the age of the child because when we're just connecting at a heart level, the age doesn't matter. And and what I was... What I was going to ask you about, Stephanie, that I've discovered with my child also being born into the approach, and he's going into second grade this year as my youngest um, and the only one kind of born into this total parenting package, is that, you know, the feedback from other people in his world is, you know, when you go to the conference and you're talking about whatever academics, they say, wait on that. I want to first talk to you about what kind of kid you have. And they go on about character because that's what's just oozing and, you know, emanating from your child's being. It's just who they are. That's how they walk. So are you experiencing that with Jocelyn as well? Oh, I am. I absolutely am. There have been times where, you know, because, you know, at home she's herself. She's her true self, and she shows her true emotions all the time, which is how we all are, obviously. And so, you know, we could have a rough day, and then I come and pick her up from school, and her teacher's like, wow, Jocelyn is incredible. You know, I mean, she's just such a loving, caring, and go on and on about mm-hmm. about her greatness qualities. Um, and I love that because... It reminds me, you know, even though I had a hard time with her in the morning, you know, it reminds me that, you know, that's her true self. Like, she is those, those great qualities, those qualities of greatness. And You're seeing the reflection of the mm-hmm. inner wealth that you've built. Yes. You know, I, I want to, um, sometimes it's misunderstood. Um, I, 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 I don't know why I feel compelled to say this now, but, for me, the building of inner wealth comes from uh, the outside in. So the so it's the significant adults in in a child's life who are who are calling this child out on the positive they see. They're confronting the child with their appreciative recognitions. Um, not just recognitions, but appreciative recognitions. They're they're being um, precision-oriented in that they're purposefully, intentionally making these appreciative recognitions in a way that sheds light on an aspect of, of character, quality of greatness that they see in this child. And my contention is that... that um, it sinks in and sinks in and sinks in from the external until the internal kind of combusts until mm-hmm. it's it's uh it 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 just becomes uh the default setting now default setting's an interesting word it so Jocelyn can certainly at five have her share of like truthful emotions that are arising for her. I don't want to go to school. And you know whatever whatever raw stuff is there, but you're seeing what you're seeing at school is is a reflection of you know he, you know of of that default of like here's who she's arisen to here's right. here's the level of awakening that has occurred to who she really is that she can bring to the world you know certainly you know in the you know the incubator of the home it's still the world too right. But it's it's the wor- it's where the you know it's her place of incubating her you know and 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 like she she acts out in ways to like a kind of wave a flag and saying I need more I need more keep the external coming keep the external coming 
<coughs> so, you know, at some point you can't say to a child, you know, tell me about your greatness. But I, I you know, I, I, I don't worry about that. I'm, mm-hmm. I am more of like, uh, l- let me tell you about the greatness I see in you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have to speak to Howie what you just said about um, about that because she <laughs> just re- um, just the other day actually, or the, at the beginning of this week, she um, we have a few specific behaviors that we are working on that we're focusing on on transforming those behaviors. Um, you know, and we obvious of course we do that through focusing on when she's not doing those specific behaviors mm-hmm. and just really energizing her for for choosing to not do them. And um, she is becoming so much more aware of those behaviors and of the fact that she sometimes has a hard time controlling them. <laughs> and so just the other day we um, were on our way home from somewhere and she said, Mommy, you used to do... You used to do that behavior thing with me as a consequence, and I said, "Well, what what behavior thing?" And she said, "That chart with stickers." Mm. And I said, "Oh, oh, okay. You want the behavior chart?" And she said, "Yeah, I want to do that. I don't want to have extra um, extra screen time because we had told her that if she, you know, continued to be so amazing every day with not doing this specific behavior." that she could get extra, extra screen time the next day. And that was supposed to be this really exciting thing for her, but it, it wasn't. She wanted her sticker charts, which is so simple, and it didn't really, you know, I wouldn't have thought that she would be excited about that, but she was. And my point here is that she is so aware, becoming so much more aware of her, of her behaviors, and she realizes that she sees that when she's at school, she is – she is her best self at school and that when she's at home she has a hard time sometimes and she is becoming aware of that and doesn't like doesn't like that and wants to change that and this is completely on her own and this is i'm Mm. telling you this is inner wealth this is the inner wealth of a nurtured heart child um that is just beaming out of her because she is trying to take it upon herself to change her behaviors and she's noticing that she's having a hard time doing it so she wants to have this sticker chart to help her do it. And she has begged me every single day this week, when are you going to get my chart ready? When are you going to get my chart ready? Which we've had a busy week, so we haven't been able to get to it yet. But I just had to share that because it blew me away that she is that aware of her mm. behaviors and her uh, and her emotions because she's, a, she's aware of the fact that she has those behaviors when she has certain feelings and emotions. Mm. That's and, precious. Yeah. It's precious that she could put that together and conceptualize it and, and right. you know. The idea of a five year old seeking congruency across settings being their authentic self is quite stunning actually. Mm-hmm. It is. Karen, it is. I'm wondering if we can speak yeah. a little bit about your idea of, of fostering because you know, when you're talking about how I being that external voice and I find that with every new kid who walks through my my office, I was talking about the little girl who says, I wanted to tell you that I loved you when she was walking out. You don't you don't have to be someone who's known a child for a long time to be that external voice of let me tell you about your greatness. And so the idea of fostering, first of all, thank you for opening your heart to children. That is such a commendable um thing to do and it's such yeah. a great role. What's your plan for that? What are you what's your intention? Well, my intent, oh, what a great question. So um, one of the things that I have a um, have some resistance to, I guess, in the schools is that my time with any one child is just so short-lived. 
they come to my office when there's an issue, when there's a problem, and I get to, you know, shower their greatness on them. I, I have a greatness board. Before they walk out, they identify, you know, we identify what greatness they're showing in the moment, knowing that mm-hmm. all of those are theirs. And then maybe there's something missing and they'll add it. But it's just that, like, flash. And then they're gone and they're back into their classes and if there are no more issues. And I don't really get to see them that much. Although through the anti-bullying program that we have going, I, I have more um, connection with them. So I've really given this some thought, like, the nurtured heart approach is so phenomenal, and I really want to get it out into the world more. And I don't have kids at home anymore. My kids are all in their 30s. I have grandkids. So it really made sense for me to open my home to children, to to be able to shower them, to lavish this love and nurturing and uh, give them this inner wealth. And what a great you know, population to focus this on because that's not what they're getting. A lot of the kids that I will be seeing you know, move through my home will be kids who have had multiple placements. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know if the audience and you all are aware of the dis- what harm multiple disruptions cause in a child's life. Oh, and yeah. and their inner wealth is so, well, there is none. You know, it's just <clears throat> diminished to the point where they're just this little spark, you know, this spark that's really hanging on to life and looking for that place where they're going to find themselves. And so I see that as my role. So when a child comes into my home, really applying this approach, not only to bring out their inner wealth, but also that piece of um, changing those behaviors that have gotten them to where they are. And I, I see that as a really important piece, especially in the work that I've done up until this point. I see adults become confounded when they are trying to stay positive with a child. And then these behaviors these real challenging, disturbing um, behaviors come up, and they don't know how to address those. And so there's this ignoring thing that happens, but the kid knows they're doing it, and we know mm-hmm. they're doing it, and we don't call them out on it. And so there's that piece that says, I see you, I see you in this behavior, I'm going to reset that behavior, and you're going to know that I still admire and I still love you. You know, you still have my unconditional love, and I'm going to help you find that, even in the midst of this behavior that you're doing right now. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest gift I think we can give to these kids, that they mm. can be that and still be loved and nurtured and wanted and accepted and seen for all the other things that are so wonderful inside of them. Mm. So that's my goal. I will have children move through my house at a fairly rapid rate. I won't have my hands on them for, you know, a long time, a rapid in, at least in the foster care system because mm-hmm. I'm therapeutic. And so the intention is mm-hmm. not for them to be with me for a long time, but long enough to instill that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole realm of shared parenting now within foster care. So wherever their next placement is, I will share parenting ideas with their oh, new placement. I, I'm so, so thrilled. I was sitting here, like, wondering will you be able to transition them, you mm-hmm. know, to yes. kind of yes. uh, hand, it all, hand off the baton? And, and uh, that, is, that just warms my heart. Mm-hmm. I wanna, uh, you and know, both and, of and you stay have, in contact. Mm-hmm. And stay that in is, contact with those families. That yes. is powerful. I, I want to just uh, say a, a, a tiny bit about the 23-year-old version of Inner Wealth. 
because uh, I uh, both of you have said something that made me think of my daughter Alice and mm-hmm. and and um, where she is in this equation is is that she what's internal so strongly internal now you know powerfully internal more so than I I, I can see in myself is that when she goes offline to her greatness she she knows it very quickly and she wants mm-hmm. to get back to it and she has her uh, repertoire of ways that are all healthy ways it's not mm-hmm. I'm going to go get bombed or I'm, I'm you know I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 going to get distracted I'm going to like I'm going to take a second I'm going to I'm just going to reset myself I'm going to I'm going to meditate or I'm going to do all these healthy things, whatever need be to get back online. And, mm-hmm. and um, I, I, the visit, I just saw her last week, but the visit before last was uh, moving to me in this way because I saw that there, there were a couple of um, things we, you know, that we were talking about that brought up um, like crossed wires for us, for between us and I remember one day we were walking down the street and we must have recessed three or four times but she said you know and, and but it was always with love you know she's resetting me I'm resetting her she doesn't use <laughs> that word but mm-hmm. she she so vividly just created the space where the intention was to get back online and we were okay right getting back online to ourselves and one another it was precious to me. It was transparent. It wasn't like, oh, I'm going to pretend it's not there. I'm going to pretend something's not bothering me. You know, there was none of that. It was like this instantaneous acknowledgement of, you know, something's triggered and uh, I don't have to be scared of it. Mm-hmm. And I can preciously regain my balance. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, it, it w- there was no residue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you are... You know, you, you know, you are. I already hear that in Jocelyn, in what you're describing about Jocelyn. And when you were talking, Karen, I have no doubt you're going to bring kids to this place. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, yeah. I'm curious, Karen. Did you have the intention to do therapeutic foster care prior to your nurtured heart training? No. <laughs> I, I, went, I I was suspecting that, but I was curious. Yeah. No. Uh, in fact, it's. Um, it's a pretty recent evolution of um, my desire to be in the world of giving back and, and, and you know, creating income for myself and all of those kind of things that are so important to life. Um, you know, my, my background for, since 1986 has been in the educational system in some format. And I've done a little bit of self-employment around that. But really it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, within public ed or private ed or therapeutic, I mean, treatment correctional, that kind of thing. And I never for one moment thought about parenting more children after my mm-hmm. my children were gone and grown. It was, you know, it just didn't make sense to me. And now it is the only thing that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. And it would be so easy for you to say, I'm, I'm ready to enter the more simple time of my life and have a simpler lifestyle. But, you know, when you have this beautiful methodology, if you will, that you know no matter what comes your way, you have those those abilities to speak to the heart of a child, any child, you know, how can you not yeah. choose to use that in some capacity? So I really want to honor you for the fact that you're taking in these really, really challenging kids because you know they're going to be really, really challenging. And there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to transform their world, their lives, 
change the trajectory of who they're going to be, realigning them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I've thought about yeah, that, I'm too, really which is why excited. I'm curious. I was curious about you because I thought, oh, when my kids are gone, I'll surely take on some more because you know that you have that powerful ability to transform lives. Right. Yeah, and why wouldn't you continue to pass it on and pay it forward? Or, you know, it's like it, it is in me and I cannot keep it down. I mean, I, it doesn't matter what environment I'm in anymore. I am showering right. greatness on people, right. adults, children, whatever. And so it's, it, for me now, it's like what is a vehicle that I can use that's going to get it out there more and more, bring more people into this um, way of being that is so, you know, it's, it's the new it's the new way. It really right. is our future. You're gonna become their go to so. person. I know how that case management works, Karen. Mm-hmm. And um and, and <laughs> word word's gonna get out on the street among the mm-hmm. case managers uh of uh where where the uh the kids in dire need are gonna go. Right. And you know that's gonna happen, don't you? Right. Well, I'm hoping that happens because how else do I get this word out there farther? And the really interesting thing, Howie, and I just have to bring this up, it's a little more technical, but a lot of the agencies around here follow the um, applied behavior analysis, mm-hmm. you know, all of that methodology. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I think, oh, my gosh, you know, Nurtured Heart is just going to put ABA on steroids. Like we're going to flip the energy of ABA into, mm-hmm. um, you know, that whole Nurtured Heart phenomenon is, yeah, I'm really excited to start speaking about ABA in a nurtured heart way, so I'm making that crossover oh, with that. It's great that you, um, that you can uh, study a, an approach and then be able to speak to it and say, here's, here's what takes this further. Right, um, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I don't know that particular one. Um, you'll have to tell me about it next time I run it into you in the community. <laughs> You could you could tell me more about that. Um, uh, I I mean I'd love to hear like a a thirty second some a minute thumbnail on what you feel like you're gonna like where nurtured heart takes that further, and where that short so, is where the shortcoming to that is for these kinds of kids. Yeah, so just like most traditional approaches, ABA focuses on the problem and then gives it a lot of energy and trying to change those behaviors. Uh-huh. And I see the nurtured heart approach in focusing on the greatness and seeing ways to just enhance those, you know, those qualities of greatness. And so it really is, it's almost the same thing as just flipping, like I've heard you say so many times, it's flipping the energy. It's, it's turning mm-hmm. it right side up where we've been upside down for so long. You and know, until the, you see it, you yeah. don't see it. You know, the, the, yeah. uh, I was just at this uh, adoptions conference, and it pains me to think that the, the, you know, the, the mentoring that adoptive and foster parents gets is more, is more likely to be still in this day and age, traditional, conventional, normal approaches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that may be the approach du jour. You know, it sounds like ADA is the pro- is, is you know something came along and it's got the research, and it but it, it may work fine on the easy kids, but it doesn't. It's going to backfire. It's guaranteed right. to backfire in these kids right. who've had chaotic lives. And they're in foster care mm-hmm. and they're in adoptions because somebody has dropped the ball somewhere along the line, yeah. and they got a test to see is, this, yeah. is Karen Case Clayton going to drop the ball. And, and yeah. like, if all you have is these normal approaches that, that 
um, breathe fire, under, you know, in the midst of problems or try and teach lessons in the midst of problems, you're going to prove to them that they're still honored and revered for their problems. And it, it just right. pains me to think how upside down that right. is. Howie, I hear well, your passion flaring up. <laughs> What's that? I'm hearing your yeah. passion. I'm watching the time, and I'm thinking we truly have one minute, and it is going to log us out. So um, this could be a whole other topic. Absolutely. I think it is actually a couple months from now. So tune in for more on this very um, passionate topic. I need to thank Karen and Stephanie. Thank you both so much for speaking to the hearts of children. Thank you for taking the time today to talk about your powerful intention, what you're doing in the lives of children. I'm so happy that you're out there doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanks, our next Patrick. broadcast, yeah. you guys, and I'm going to circle back to the very end, but I want to say our next broadcast is going to be June 20th. We're talking about nurturing the heart of women. Our special guests this next month are going to be Memak Cherapu and Robin Hand, who are co-founders of the Energized Perspectives, a company that trains teachers, admin, therapists in the Nurture Heart Approach and specializing in empowering women. Um, if you haven't signed up for podcast reminders, check out childrensuccessfoundation.com and register today. Check out the foundation has information on the upcoming foundation course. Um, and last but not least, and then we'll end up with last comments, is that I want to take a moment to invite listeners to become followers of the Nurture Heart channel on Blog Talk Radio. So you can check us out. I believe it's on Twitter and Facebook by clicking the icons. Um, check out Children's Success Foundation for free e-courses and the like. So thank you both again so much for your time. Stephanie, love what you're doing, staying home with your kids. What a blessing to them. And, yes. Karen, thank you so much for opening up your house to more children who no doubt you're going to touch in a profound way. I Thank wish you, we Catherine. Had more time for uh, I wish we had 15 more minutes with each person to hear. Me too. I have I'm so much to tell to you right now. <laughs> well, leave us with a parting, a parting gem, Miss Stephanie. Oh my goodness! I don't know if I can do it with with the <gasps> little bit of time we have. Uh, there's so many things I could say. I just, you know, I the building. I'll just say this: building the inner wealth of a child, as we all on this line know is so important and without it you know they 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 can't grow to be successful and amazing human beings who will share their greatness with the rest of the world so for all those people out there that are listening you know build that inner wealth of the children in your lives and and watch them grow into their greatness absolutely karen yeah, I'm just going to piggyback on that and say the importance of inner wealth, especially for children that are challenging, is the difference between you managing them and them managing themselves. Absolutely. They become self-managing, self-determined, self-controlling, self-determined, and that is a beautiful place for any child, any person to be. Yes. Inner wealth. Beautiful. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Hallie. Yeah, I'm drinking those comments in, and I'm just relishing your brilliance and wisdom. Thank you both so much. Mm. Thanks, Thank Howie. you. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you guys another time. Take care. Enjoy your okay. day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the nurtured heart approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult.